0: Brian is back. The Brian Mud Show. Throw in your two cents. Call 1-866-610-6397. That's 1-866-610-6397. We've got capacity and all of our ports can offer these businesses good incentives if they reroute their ships. We've already had some ships rerouted. Uh, we expect to have more. But if you're going to sit off the coast for days on end, you might as well just bring it to Florida. We've got great logistics on the ground that can get it to market. And uh, we're happy to be able to step up because there are empty shelves. This is driving inflation. This is going to cause shortages. We already see shortages. It's going to affect the Christmas season. So I think Florida can be part of the solution here. Florida part of the solution. That's true of a lot of things. Long said. Long before we were in this pandemic and everything else, that South Florida one day would save this country from itself. I believe that time is now. Okay, now recently, we had the report out, uh, the task force that was created after the Surfside condominium collapse. And the report made a bunch of recommendations that are pretty significant about associations, and responsibilities the task force believes should be uh, taken on going forward. And a, and a change in law that bring all this about. Here to talk about it is attorney and member of the Florida Bar, William Schuyler. Uh, he's also at the American College of Real Estate Lawyers and specializes in condominium and planned development law on uh, task force. So, William, tell us a little bit about this report and these pretty substantial changes that it sounds like are being proposed here.
1: Good morning, Brian. Bill Sklar here, and I'm pleased to be with you and your listeners. Um, First, a a couple of facts that might be of interest that we we said in the task force report, which we were formed within days of the uh, horrible disaster in, in Surfside, We did not investigate, and that's still ongoing, the causation or the multiple potential causes of the Surfside Building Collapse disaster. But we looked at intensely, with much presentation by many officials and others, the how we can change the laws of Florida to mitigate or prevent such a disaster from occurring. One fact of the one and a half million condominium units in the state of Florida, over 912,000 are more than 30 years old. So 66% are more than 30 years old. Yet, we have no maintenance or inspection standards in our laws, in our regulations, for those condominium units. And let me start there because it's really an important distinction to make. The studio you're broadcasting in, the office building I'm in, residential rental apartments, hotels, each of those have lenders and investors and private equity, and all of those require maintenance protocols which are well-established by numerous associations uh, for offices, residential, rental, but there are none, none for condominium residential associations. So that's the first major area. There needs to be a maintenance protocol, a baseline by which the boards of directors who are well-intentioned for the most part and well-meaning and want to do the right thing for their neighbors, but they have a professional baseline to implement for the maintenance of their condominiums and there's none in our statutes or our regs. So we call for within the next three years, there must be by a certified, or excuse me, by a uh, structural engineer a, a maintenance protocol. Now you say, wait a minute, where do we start? Well we actually have in our statute something. What we have, when these condos are turned over from the developer to the unit owner elected boards, there is what's called a turnover inspection report. And it has 13 items, including structure, electrical, plumbing, pool, elevators, et cetera, et cetera. We recommend adding waterproofing to that, but we said there's a baseline. Let's add to it that developers get from all their contractors, their roofer, their structural contractor, a maintenance protocol, and hand it over to those newer associations. But the problem is that law has only existed for the past 13 years, since 2008. And that's why we're saying... All associations, especially since 60% of them are more than 30 years old, have to come up with this maintenance protocol. So that's the first thing, the maintenance. The second thing is inspections. And this has been a real issue, and frankly, it's an issue being investigated relative to Champlain Tower South. But not focusing on that particular property, there is no inspection standard. So, what we're recommending, and the way to remember it is the four C's, credentials, content, continuity, and communication. What does that all mean? It really means that we believe that every five years, there needs to be a, an inspection report, again, from a structural engineer or an architect licensed in Florida, as to those... 13 items in the statute and yes that includes all those items and admittedly it's going to cost a little bit of money the first time they do it less money to update it every five years and let me just give you the thinking of the task force eight board certified condominium plan development attorneys most of us have been at this 30 years some of us more than 40 years Some represent developers, some represent, most represent these community associations. And here's what we agreed on. To the benefit of the people in Miami-Dade and Broward counties, there's this 40-year recertification. But in the other 65 counties, there's nothing. And then there's a question of how robust is that recertification process? I participated in public forums And those public forums, we had building officials from Miami-Dade, Miami Beach, and others, and they were very candid, very transparent. They said, only when an engineer puts in writing that there's an imminent life safety threat, a condition like a roof leaking or uh, a pool leaking into the garage, do we send even someone out? And they may not be an engineer. What they are, an inspector, and they do a drive-by. And that's the level of inspection. And I'm not faulting or criticizing the fine folks of the Miami-Dade or Miami Beach or other building officials. I'm just saying they have said they're not equipped. I presented testimony before the Miami-Dade Commission about a week ago and that clearly came out from several of those providing testimony and from the commissioners rel- uh, conducting this relative to the inadequacy of our building officials inspection departments. But so what no, like, we're calling for.
0: Yes. I appreciate everything you said. This is phenomenal, and, and I'm grateful for it. We only have about a minute left. One thing, you know, based upon your report and the recommendations that are in it, I, I'm not saying this, you know, is, is a fault, but just a reality. Is it your assertion that likely most uh, homeowners associations are currently underfunded, that they don't yes. have the money that's set aside, and necessarily costs are going to go up somewhat significantly for many residents?
1: Yes, real simply, our reserve statute, which can be waived annually and is by many older associations, it's only repainting, repaving, and re-roofing. We call for a more robust uh, reserve based on those 13 items. We make it tougher to waive 75%, but here's the important thing. If you're gonna waive or reduce, you must show evidence of an in-place alternative funding mechanism, either a line of credit with a bank special assessment, and we're calling for government-subsidized or guaranteed programs like PACE, which is used for hurricane strengthening and energy efficiency, to be expanded in scope to cover structural deferred maintenance and repairs by those on an income means test. So if there's an 80-year-old resident and he or she cannot afford to pay the 50000 special assessment, they can go get a low or zero-interest mortgage and pay the extra forty, fifty dollars a month so they're Our funds there to pay for the structural maintenance of the condominium property. And we're also calling for the feds to do this in their infrastructure financing. Why should the concrete and rebar be any different than the roads leading up to the condominium? It is infrastructure, it should be maintained. No one should go to sleep at night wondering whether there's been maintenance. Finally, transparency every board must have a duty to give those inspection reports within 10 days, increased websites, For the unit owners, there must be more board transparency, and we call for that. I call it trim transparency, reserves, inspections, and maintenance. And that's what must be done. And we do that in our report, and we're going to work with the legislature and the governor to hopefully legislate it and implement it.
0: Bill, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time to explain that to us. It certainly is. Robust finding that has numerous implications going forward. We'll continue to follow this. Bill Sklar, again, attorney and chair of the task force that put all of this together in the wake of the collapse at Champlain Tower South. And we'll be back with today's Q&A of the day here in the Brian Mud Show. News Radio 610 WIOD.